Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlas. All thanks to Toolmart. They are the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. And also, thanks to the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Don't forget, uh, here's a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with the Department of Fire and Emergency Services. Visit dfes.wa.gov.au and just be conscious of that. 39 degrees, the forecast top tomorrow. And this community update, thanks to the new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions and available at Bunnings Warehouse. Now, we're going to be joined by a gentleman who's preparing uh, to play for WA in another final. And we're talking about the Marsh One Day Cup decider. And WA are taking on New South Wales. He's certainly one of the keys for Western Australia. He's proven that in the short form of the game, particularly in the uh, Perth Scorchers T20 competition. He's done it for Australia. And now in the ODIs, he'll be there for Western Australia. Joining us on the program is Jason Berendorf. Jason, thanks for your time. No worries, Pete. How are we? I'm very well. Congratulations. I must extend those to you. I watched the one-off historic women's test match between Australia and South Africa at the Wacker. And I thought the coverage was very good. And there I saw Jason Berendorf looking a million bucks <laughs> down on the ground with a microphone in hand. And even though it was 43 degrees, you are the consummate professional wearing the jacket, mate. So uh, congratulations in your little forte television-wise in the media. Did you enjoy that experience and the match itself? Yeah, thanks, Pete. Really appreciate that. And I'm glad you noticed that I kept the jacket on. So that was, <laughs> yeah, test, test cricket, obviously uh, the more formal side of the game. So trying to do my bit as well. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it, mate. The game itself was fantastic. Some amazing performances. We were very fortunate to witness um, a Pfeiffer, a double hundred. Um, and the Australian girls got the job done as well, which was great. And yeah, from my point of view, to do some stuff on TV was exciting. Got to do some interviews with players. Um, some little snippets in terms of um, what's happening on the ground, all those sorts of things. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. No, mate, you did a good job. And certainly I know that you've uh, got a little bit of an interest in uh, the media happenings and hopefully uh, you will continue uh, growing your media exposure. What did you think of the women's cricket? I've been very impressed with the Australian women's cricket team for many years. They're saying that the gap is closing in relation to other nations, but they proved here at the Wacker they are still a dominant force, aren't they? Yeah, they certainly are. They're a very talented bunch. And um, with any good team, they've had a a bit of consistency over a period of time. Quite a few key players have been playing for for years now. You think of um, Alyssa Healy, Alex Perry, um, those two in particular have played a lot over a long period of time. And then you throw in some very exciting, talented young players. Darcy Brown's 20 years old, Annabelle Sutherland, 22. Um, You could sort of keep going, to be honest. They're just an exciting bunch, and they play the game with such excitement, uh, in such a great spirit, and 
the skills are on show. Like the ball was swinging around. There were some beautiful shots being played. And yeah, like we talked a little bit about already, very impressive. And like you said, the Australian women are a, a force to be reckoned with. Let's have a look at the other match that we are going to have a chat to you about. It happens this Sunday, the ODI match, the Marsh Cup one-day decider. New South Wales are hosting against Western Australia. And it's at the Silverwater ground there in the west of Sydney. You probably know it very well. It's called Cricket Central, the actual ground. I think the WA side played, was it a, a Shield game there in November of last year? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, so we actually played uh, our one-day game there, and the Shield game was back at the SCG. Oh, so, right, OK. Yeah, so we did play there. Um, and so we've got a very small sample size of, of playing one game there. But, um, yeah, we'll obviously treat it like any other ground, making sure that we assess the conditions as quickly as possible. And we've heard there's been a bit of weather around in Sydney at the moment. So, yeah, when we turn up, on Saturday for training, hopefully get a good look at the wicket um, and then gauge what it might hopefully do uh, for the final on Sunday. Yeah, I've looked at the Sydney weather for many reasons, uh, the cricket, and, of course, a lot of people from Western Australia have gone to Sydney for the Taylor Swift concerts, and they reckon the worst of the weather will be on Friday, actually. They're about 35 degrees in Sydney with some thunderstorms rolling in. There's even talk, heaven behold, that they may, depending on the lightning, uh, cancel the concert on Friday night. Sunday looks like okay. Let's have a look at the uh, WA team. Uh, When you look at it, uh, Darcy Short was brilliant in the game against Tasmania, scoring a century. Uh, What is it about the WA one-day side that keeps delivering, do you think? Well, again, I mentioned it in relation to the, the women's team before, the consistency we've got of players. So, We've got a lot of guys that have played, in particular, white ball cricket for Western Australia for a long period of time now. Um, most of us have also played for Australia in the white ball formats, whether it be T20 or one-day cricket as well. And and those experiences at the next level are invaluable. Um, and also, similar to any WA setup I've been involved in over sort of the past 15 years, is that continuity between the players, um, the consistency we have together. And we know each other really well. We really enjoy playing together and for each other. So those are the main drivers. Plus, we've got some outstanding talent in the group as well, which certainly helps. Were you disappointed that you weren't selected maybe for the T20s for Australia and New Zealand? Many thought maybe you should have been on the trip. Yeah, it's always disappointing when you miss out. Um, and that's the thing. I want to be playing as much cricket as I can for Australia. And, yeah, like. Like I just said, it's disappointing to miss this one, but I've got a great opportunity to win another piece of silverware for WA and and then shift the focus to the IPL. So I then head off to the IPL not too long after that where hopefully I'll get some game time for the Mumbai Indians and push my case to the T20 World Cup in the middle of the year. It's an amazing, uh, really, history now that you've developed when it comes to T20. I think you played in the United States with New York. Uh, as mentioned, you've played with the Mumbai Indians, but also you've had experience with a couple of the other Indian uh, Premier League franchises as well. I think Bangalore and Chennai. Uh, what a great opportunity it's been for you because you've excelled in this short form of the game. Yeah, exactly right. And, and that's something that's been a lot of fun. I uh, enjoy playing T20 cricket and the opportunities that it's given, not only myself, um, obviously a lot of other players, but for my family as well, to be able to come and, and experience some different parts of the world, different cultures. So, my wife and two boys came to India for the back half of the IPL last year and they had an absolute ball. Um, so for me now, being a dad as well, 
it brings that other element into it. Travelling uh, and enjoying that with my family is also a really nice part now as well. Mm. What about the wicket? Uh, do you think it's silver water? What sort of track do you remember of it and how do you think it'll play? Yeah, so there's a little bit in it when we were there last time. Uh, a bit of weather around as well, so funnily enough. Um, but it'll be, I think it'll be a case, a lot of the Eastern States wickets that we've played on over the years, in particular this year, have been quite similar in the sense that it's a lot of stump-to-stump type bowling over there. There might be a bit of variable bounce, so keeping as many modes of dismissal in as possible uh, will be important. So, again, we'll assess that as quick as we can over there. My main job at the front is to try and swing the ball and take some early wickets, so I'll do my best to do that, and then we'll continue to assess and yeah, and hopefully as a bowling group in particular, we'll be able to, to get back to our best and, and really strangle the New South Wales batters and, and make sure it's really hard work for them. You had a terrific career when it came to T20 in the back half of last year. As you know, and as we know, you were named in Australia's T20 squad to face South Africa and you took wickets. Uh, you played in the second match and you took two for 25. And of course, then you... In November, you took part in the five-match T20 series against India and you constantly took wickets during that series. And I saw you here in the BBL broadcasting the game with Brad Hogg. It's very rare that Jason Berendorf doesn't take wickets uh, either in a T20 or an ODI fixture. And I just gathered from your body language, you don't like being taken by any batsman. And often if you are taken by a batsman, it's not very far away from Jason Berendorf coming back and, and taking a wicket. Uh, how do you mentally handle the ups and downs of the one-day game? Well, thank you very much for the first part of it. Uh, um, it's always nice to take wickets. Obviously, that's my main job in the team, so it's good that I'm able to do that more often than not. Um, but the main thing is, like for me now, thinking about it from, a, I guess, a very objective point of view and without emotion... Uh, because when you start to play on emotion, things run hot. You, you're doing things that maybe you wouldn't have done otherwise. So the big thing for me is to assess really quick, like have I executed what I wanted to do? And, and if I have, and they'd still hit it for four or six, then so be it. Sometimes the batters play really good shots, and that's okay as well. But if I haven't executed, then it's a, a case, well, okay, I didn't execute that one. Let's move on to the next one. Was the plan right? Um, and so it's trying to be as methodical and as emotionless as, as possible uh, in saying that it doesn't always happen that way. Um, but that's certainly what I'm trying to do just to make sure I'm level as possible to make sure I'm trying to make the best decisions. Yeah, And of course you're coming back for WA. So no doubt a, a huge boost for Western Australia. Andrew Ty is uh, still going around. What is he? 36 these days? Yeah, 36, probably going on about 12, though. Um, some, <laughs> he just loves it, doesn't he? He, does. he just loves he it. He does. He loves it. Uh, he's the, he's the energiser bunny for us. Um, and that's something that you can't uh, manufacture. You can't cheat, man. You can't sort of pretend to do that. He's just that sort of infectious personality. So, yeah, he's 36 years young, and that's um, something that we love about AJ, the energy he brings to our group, that's for sure. Uh, it's a great team. And, of course, WA is aiming to become just the third team in the competition's history to achieve a, a three-peat. It won't be easy. You're playing away from home. You're taking on a very strong New South Wales side. I gather, and you're a very experienced cricketer these days, you probably just need an ounce of luck in any game, don't you? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, a, a nick that can go in the hand instead of those before. Um, some little catches that might fall into gaps if those things go to hand. Sometimes that's all you need, and 
yeah, sometimes a, a batter makes 20 instead of 60 or 80, and then that's a massive difference in the game. And the momentum in particular in the short format is so important. So when you're able to get on top, it's about really continuing to drive that momentum and keep the game going forward. And that's something that we've done over a period of time now, which has been a part of our success, is that we're always looking to take the positive option and we're always looking to drive the game forward. So from a bowling point of view, that's talking about how we're taking wickets. Because if we're taking wickets, then we're stemming the flow of runs as well. Um, so all those little things just keep adding up. And like you said, a little bit of luck along the way certainly helps. Yeah, mate, you're a good man. You're a great cricketer and uh, no doubt enjoying family life as well. Good luck for the game uh, against New South Wales on Sunday and good luck in the IPL as well. Thanks for your time, Jace. Thanks so much, Pete. Really appreciate it. Good on you, Jason Berendorf. Always happy to have a chat to us here on Sports Day WA. For Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. Uh, just uh, take note that that match gets underway at five minutes past seven because of daylight saving. It gets underway at five past ten in Sydney, five past seven. And you can see it live on Fox and KO. And also it will be streamed on the Cricket Australia app as well. Okay. Uh, just some news. The Illawarra Hawks have signed interim coach Justin Tatum to a three-year deal as head coach, which is great news. It was well-received in my producer's area with Jimmy Williams and Paul Heath. Uh, he took over as interim coach and led the Hawks into the play-in tournament. So just repeating that the Illawarra Hawks have signed interim coach uh, Justin Tatum to a three-year deal as head coach. And he is, of course, a father of Boston star, uh, in Jason. So uh, that's a fantastic appointment and well received in the NBL community and we wish him the best of luck going forward. We'll take a break, come back with more in a moment. You're listening to Sports Day WA.